Hello, this is a prepaid collect call from Dante. An inmate at the Jackson Correctional Institution. All calls, other than properly placed attorney calls, may be monitored and recorded. To accept charges, press 1. To refuse charges, press 2. If you would like to permanently block your number from receiving calls from this facility, press 6. For balance and rate quotes, press 7. Thank you for using CenturyLink. You may start the conversation now. Welcome to the Incarcerated U.S. Podcast. I'm your host, Dante Cottingham, and this morning I'm speaking to Mr. Stephen Barbie. He is a minister, a motivational speaker, and co-founder and coordinator of KC Community Outreach Incorporated. Good morning, Mr. Barbie. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for asking. I'd like to thank you, man, for taking the time this morning to have this discussion. I want to thank you for the opportunity you've given me, most definitely. You're welcome. I have a, I have a couple of questions I'd like to ask you to get your perspective. I'm some of the components of mass incarceration in America, but before we get to those, let's talk about KC Community Outreach. What inspired you to co-found it, and um, what is its mission? Well, KC Outreach was uh, literally birthed out of my experience of uh, my federal imprisonment. Uh, me and a colleague, uh, Jeff Lee, uh, he's the co-director and co-founder of this agency. We both uh, um, had the experience of going through the federal prison system, and, in fact, uh, we both met at the federal halfway house after our time of incarceration. And so out of that, we began a fellowship and a friendship and a passion. And uh, based upon that uh, first encounter, we realized that we had a divine connection to uh, do a greater work to help the reentry community to uh, not only serve them and not only to empower them and educate them, but much more to educate our communities and recognize that over 97% of those that are incarcerated will be released back to our communities. And so with that endeavor, uh, we said it's time to make a change. And we said to ourselves that we are game changers and we'll change the atmosphere through this uh, inception of KC Outreach. Okay, that's what's up. And what's the, uh, what's the, what's the mission? What, what's, the, what's the main thing you guys are focused on down there? What's, what's the goals? Well, the goals really is to uh, – uh, remove as many barriers that uh, the inmates may have uh, upon their release from incarceration. Uh, some of their barriers to uh, IDs, their barriers to employment, their barriers to housing, uh, their right. barriers to reconnecting to their family members. And so for us is for us to be a positive uh, resource, a mentor, a voice, uh, a listening ear, to let those men and women know that the, uh, the process to reentry, it is a process. And it's a destination of change that takes place daily. And so because of our personal experience, we're able to identify in a more personal way to help uh, uh, former inmates uh, to be very successful in their reentry journey. Have you, have you noticed any common themes, any common problems encountered by the people you're helping transition? Oh, yeah, most, most definitely. Some of the daily things that we see is the burdens uh, that the system places upon individuals. Um, I mean, they, they, they give them their to-do list. You need to get a job. You need to get housing. Right. You need to go to the parenting class. You need to go to aftercare. And so all these burdens that they're facing uh, day in and day out, uh, they face them immediately. And, and my thing is, you know, uh, give them some leeway. Give them some support. Don't put more burdens on them, but help relieve the burdens that uh, – the system is still requiring them to uh, partake in upon their release from incarceration. Making it easy for them to trip up. 
Most definitely, most definitely. You know, the recidivism rate continues to go up and up, you know, if a person um, violates their probation. Not a new crime, but violates their probation with, uh, say, a dirty UA. You know, don't send them back. Send them to treatment, you know. And so having other supportive services to help uh, the offenders in their reentry process. Well, it's definitely a, it's definitely a beautiful thing for organizations like yours to, to try to, to kind of help them fall when, when they trip to be there to help them fall before they hit the ground. So that's a beautiful thing. Um, what would you say? What would you say? What would you say that y'all need? And I like to ask people that that have uh, that work in your capacity this question because uh, I think it's a very important question. What do you think uh, KC Community Outreach needs to be even more effective and successful than you are now? Well. Housing, 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 and more housing. You know, I I totally agree and believe that a lot of the uh, offenders, when they get out, uh, their their housing options are very limited. Uh, In fact, uh, here in the state of Missouri, um, which I do reside in, we still have people, as I speak, still incarcerated, past their outdate, because they don't have an approved home plan. And so there, there's barriers to, to them getting released. You know, uh, uh, the, the girlfriend or wife has moved on. Uh, the mother has passed. Uh, loved ones said, no, you can't live here. Uh, court services said this is not a good home plan. And so a major barrier to a lot of uh, the offenders is getting an approved home plan, which is a part of their condition to their release. And so... Uh, our endeavor, and, and we pray that, that it will be and continue to be successful, is to find our first uh, place of residence that we can uh, get it validated, get it approved through the uh, uh, Missouri Department of Correction and other supportive agencies that our first location will be an approved location that uh, offenders can get released to our care. And 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 it's my understanding. It's my understanding as well that you are uh, that you currently going to like seven federal prisons to mentor prisoners. How would you describe yeah. your uh, how would you describe your mentoring purpose and mission? And please share some of the some of the experiences with. I mean, what kind of men do you encounter, and, and what kind of relationships have you created with them? Oh, I mean, uh, it's interesting that you asked me that, that question because, in fact, last night I was a. Uh, mentoring one of my uh, mentees, and uh, this particular individual uh, has, has uh, done 15 years of incarceration. I mean, he's accepted all of his responsibilities, he's accepted his wrong and the offense, but uh, this time next week is his day of release after 15 years. And so I was able to uh, be a positive uh, mentor to him, uh, not from um, just being another human being there, meeting with him for over 16 months, but because of my experience of going through the prison system, coming out of the prison system, going to the halfway house, and all that that which I experienced was an encouragement to him. And so for him, he wants to actually reflect my plan of success upon my release from incarceration. I mean, he he literally sat there and listened to me uh, with, with, with a teachable heart because I sat where he sat. And so I was able to give him some positive uh, counseling, some positive insight. I was able to give him some good uh, uh, guide on how to uh, come out of the system and be successful. No doubt. No doubt. You, 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 you're an example, um, and, and those, are, those examples are powerful. A lot of times, a lot of times for us, we can't, 
we can't do what we can't see. So to be able to see it, through, even if it's through somebody else, it's just, it can be extremely influential, extremely powerful. That's, so that's that's what's up. Now, would you say that? Would you say that that that, that kind of relationship is uh, is typical regarding your experiences, your interaction with the guys in the prisons? Uh, guys and 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 uh, just uh, the the. The offender population as a whole. I mean, uh, yeah. it's not a day in or day out, a week in or week out that I do not meet somebody uh, yeah. that has just recently got released. And right. you know, if you if you look at me, I, I don't. If I if I can say it in a nice way, I don't look the part. And so right, they come right, in right. with they come in with all their uh, isms. They come in with all their uh, questions. They come in with all their defense mechanisms. And I understand right. why, right. but I'm able to. To identify, I'm able to talk their language. I'm able to come to their level to go down to bring them back up. Right. And so, uh, you know, I tell people my setback literally has become my setup to serve people day in and day out. And I'm very transparent with my uh, uh, my journey in life. I'm very transparent. I, I, there's no there's no shame in what I've done. You know, because I, I told a man yesterday, I said the best thing that ever happened to me was those, that federal prison sentence that set me down to make me realize the value that I really have to give back in society. No doubt, no doubt. And, and, and I think that's, and I ask the question because um, I think a lot of people, our listeners, need to understand that, that the stigma don't, they, 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 the stigma really don't fit. It's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of, it's a lot of dudes in prison, a lot of men and women in prison that just don't fit that stigma. And and so hearing you um, articulate your experiences uh, to the to the point where you had these kind of relationships with these men in prison, I think is a big big deal with regard to reforming the way that the America sees prisoners. Um, you know, most definitely. You know, and I mean, uh, you know, recognize that that week in and week out. You know, for me to walk into a level of federal prison as a mentor to walk up them forty two steps to walk back in that front door. And, and it's interesting because I, I see uh, former guards and COs that used to yeah. like my cell, but now wow. they're seeing me and shaking my hand on my way out. And so to see yeah. that transformation literally take place right before my eyes. And then, too, as a constant reminder for me, I, I see some of the guys that I was incarcerated with uh, right. that's, that's still locked up. And for me to embrace them and to give them a sense of hope and to tell them to stay focused, you know, that one day – this too shall pass, that one day you too can be walking out these front gates also. No doubt, no doubt. Well, I want you to know, just personally, uh, what you're doing is exactly what I aspire to do myself. So um, I'm looking forward to getting out there and um, and um, coming back in and, 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 and distributing some of that same hope and some of that same inspiration. Uh, I got tremendous respect for what you're doing, uh, Mr. Bach. No question about it. I greatly appreciate that, you know, and, 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 and you know, to to inspire people, uh, you know, it, it's uh, my dad's a pastor. My dad's 79 years old, and, and, and he, he said, son, how do you feel? And sometimes I said, dad, can you just pinch me uh, that, right. that I have I have wardens uh, calling on me to come and, and to present in their institutions. I have uh, the director of, of the uh, uh, the BOP in the northwest region to call on me to come and share. In fact, uh Tomorrow I have to go and present uh, at the pre-orientation uh, uh, with the federal uh, system. I have to go sit on the panel. And so to be uh, wanted, if I can say that in a good way, 
in a positive way to get back in the community and educate the community and empower the community to let them know that change can happen, but give change the opportunity to manifest. Hey, hey do you remember, because I, I remember mine, do you remember that moment where the light went off, where you knew, you acknowledged that what your responsibility was to your community, to your family, to yourself, and, and, and it was a it was a complete polarized um, opposite of, of where it was before. Do you remember that moment? Was you locked up at that time? The moment came uh, one day because uh, because of the federal system, they they transfer you across the country. I started out in CCA and level work. I got transferred to Pekin, Illinois. Uh, did my uh, 14, 15 months there. Got sent down to uh, Four City, Arkansas, and at okay. Four City, low was when I had that, uh, as you said, that, that, that aha moment, that, that, right. that moment of decision and that moment of, of change. And what transpired was that for 48 hours, I, I was wrestling with where I was and my purpose. How is this going to fit into my purpose? And literally, and I, when I say that, I literally wrestled for 48 hours. I was on the yard doing my normal routine, walking, doing my push-ups. And right. what happened is because it came there that that when my passion, that which I love to do, and my purpose connected, they're in prison. It literally birthed me into my destiny. Right, right. And so when that happened, I went to a totally different level, mentally, spiritually, and physically, because I was I was within the uh, the drug community. Uh, they call it RDEP in the federal system, and so it's the uh, drug treatment program that they have there. And one of my colleagues said, he said, they used to call me old school. It's the old school. He said, you got a gift that only God gave you, and that's the gift to speak life into a dead situation. And so from that moment on, I began to speak life into a dead situation. Uh, there in my small groups, there in my community groups, uh, with my counselors and with the other colleagues on the compound. And so that was that moment that I said, you know what? I am valuable, and I have something to give back up on my release. And so I started giving back that day at Four City, Arkansas. Absolutely. Right, and, and, it, and, and it's been easy ever since. I'm talking about easy to stay focused on where you're at as opposed to looking back where you came from. It's been easy for you because it's been easy for me, so I'm assuming it's been easy for you as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, don't, 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 the easiness is, is because now I'm no longer existing, but I'm living. Yeah, yeah, no longer yeah, existed, yeah. and so and so now I'm living. You know, I, I wake up. Yeah, I wake up every day because I, I have a, a personal mission statement that 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 empowers me and inspires me to get up every day. And all yeah, I do yeah. is, is I take the acronym she S H E E, and I look for opportunities to serve people, to help people, to encourage people, and to empower them. And so every morning that I get up. I look for them seeing opportunity that I may either do one of those things, two of those things, three, but it's most uh, fulfilling when I can do all three of, all four of them in, in a moment. And so uh, that's what I uh, inspire to do every day. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. And I can I can definitely connect to that. So let me ask you this quick question before we uh, before I call in. What do you what do you believe? Uh, how do you believe America has gotten itself into this incarceration crisis? Uh, because they 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 turn their eye to a a situation that is broke. Uh, if 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 a faucet or a pipe in my house or your house or whoever's house 
uh, burst, you don't let the water continue to run. Right. You call a plumber, you shut the water off, you, you hit the main bout, and you shut it off because that water would do damage. But what has happened is the water of incarceration is broke, and they don't want to shut it off. They don't want to fix the problem. They want to continue to act like the water is not there, and, and it has continued to. It's like a flood water. It, it does great damage. And, and the system has done great damage, not only to individuals, uh, not only to families, but also to our communities and to our economic that we can't invest back into the economic system because the system is broke. And so I feel that until we really get to the reality and say, you know what, it's not working. You know, we need to shut the water off and really look at what we're doing and what we're saying. That's a good analogy. Um, what, what do you what do you believe is the first step towards reform? How, how do you how do, how do we uh how do we drain that water out of there? How, what's the first step? Well, really, just just uh, as 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 I said, just keep pushing the envelope. Yeah. You know, keep pushing the you know talking to the prosecutors, talking to the lawyers. You know, uh, educating lawyers. You know, it's interesting because my current job, you know, I interact with judges and, and prosecutors and, and and giving them a different perspective. On, on, on the situation, you know. And so the thing I, I begin to say, information, 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 education, education, education will only change this broke system. No doubt. And I agree with that 1,000%. Um, All I, calls, other than properly placed attorney calls, may be monitored and recorded. Unfortunately, our time is coming to an end. But before I go, I want to thank you, man, for taking the time. And um, I want you to know that you embody my my, my own personal aspirations. Everything that you're doing, how you're doing it, where you're doing it, uh, what you're focusing on, everything that you're doing, you embody my aspirations, man. So much, much love and much respect to you. Well, I greatly appreciate the opportunity. And like I said, if this conversation that, that goes out, if it reaches one person, then our time was a well time of investment. I just want to tell thank you, you thank you and to the listeners out there that change is already happening in the atmosphere to those that are incarcerated, because that day of release will surely come to our loved ones and to other family members. Absolutely. Absolutely. No doubt. Uh, this, is, um, this is Dante uh, signing off with the Incarcerated U.S. Podcast, the place where all of our voices come together. The caller has hung up.